Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, welcome back into another video. We're going to be going through the team list for round two. I'm going to start off with two really important guys that I'm getting a lot of questions on that I didn't get in the Matt Lodge video. So I'm going to start with them now. And that's Colin Matungi and also Andrew Davey. So they've both been named to start this week. And it would have been nice if Davey were just uh, named to start last week, but they think they decided to give Gusevsky a chance in there. And, you know, Davey's only new to the squad, and, and Gusevsky's been there for a while, and they thought they'd give him that chance, it looks like, and and he didn't play very well, so Davey's been given a ch- given the crack. Uh, looks like he played pretty well in the trial. A couple of games he played last year, also uh, off the bench on the weekend. So we'll start with Colin Matungi as well. He's been given the start. Jacob Host has been dropped out of the team completely, so unfortunate for those that have Host in their squad, but we'll start with Colin Matungi. The thing with him is he's not going to be covering the edge position for you. So he's in mid position right now. And because he didn't get named to start round one there, he doesn't get that that edge position. And they do some uh, some updates to these positions every sort of six six weeks. But how it works is you have to play you have to play four games in that in that spot to get that edge position uh, or that dual position. And unfortunately that's not going to happen straight away. So if you're wanting if you're expecting him to get an edge you know, dual position, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. So he's got his break even at 30. He's priced at 384. He's slightly ahead, uh, slightly higher than, than Davey. And we saw what he got in the trial, the, you know, 60-odd minutes and, and picked up a 40-odd a with the try. So with him, I'd, I'd be expecting a score close to 40. So it puts him about, you know, 10 points undervalued. And is it enough to bring him in as a mid? At this stage, I think guys like Lineu, Alvaro, uh, yeah, a couple of the guys. Even if you're going a, a little bit heavier with an offhand Gao and stuff like that, I think they have a little bit, probably a little bit more upside with a lower break even to start and make you some money. Colin Matungi's not going to be a, a a keeper going forward, so 
something to think about with him. Not sure how he's going to score. I think he's going to have to score tries fairly regularly to, to make a fair bit of cash. And a 384 is just a little bit pricey, I think. Have to fork out a little bit extra to, you know, when you're trading Lodge. So that's that one. And then we'll move to Davey. So I suppose what you want me to say is, is he a buy or not? And I think Kolomatangi is not a buy at this stage. I'd probably be leaning to someone like Davey, who, whose work rate looks really strong. Came on off the interchange and, and got 10 tackles, five tackle breaks, two offloads. So really good attacking stats against the Roosters team that absolutely spanked them. So you know, no, 10 tackles for no misses, that's great. When he played last year, he's got you know, a 52-minute game where he got three missed tackles, which wasn't great. But in those starts in the second row, 34 tackles, 25 tackles for no misses. So really strong in defense. Runs for just under 100 meters in those games. But what we're looking at here is an increase from that 35 minutes and closer to maybe a 55 to 65 minute uh, you know, breakdown is what I'd be thinking with, with him starting on the edge. If you have a look at what Gashevsky got last week. Didn't get a crazy amount of minutes of 45, but that he also got hooked. You know, he got 16 tackles for four misses, 30 meters gain. Got a try assist, but that was just a, a quick, you know, quick pass. So didn't play very good, and that's and that's part of the reason he got hooked. If we look at their bench makeup, Cade Cuss comes onto the bench and he will be there to spell Croker for sure. I'm worried about Croker's minutes now. I think he might get closer to about 50 minutes. Yosefsky's on there. Kepi and Paseka are gonna be through the middle. So if we're expecting Sirenen to get 80 minutes, did he get 80 minutes last week? Just checking. Then, where are we? Yeah, so you got the 80 minutes in round one, and you'd expect him to because he's one of their better players. Then you would expect Gusevsky to come on and spell Davy, which means that I'm thinking around that 55 to 65 still. Gusevsky can come on and maybe play about 20 minutes if if you know if he's already been hooked. After round one, then they weren't very happy with his work, and he's going to have to work his way back into a spot in this side or a, a big minute role. So at this stage, I'm thinking Davies is a slightly better option. Colin Matangi looked great through the middle. It's, my question for him is, what's his work work rate going to be like on an edge? You know, This week, there's a chance he scores a try in that starting side, but how many tackles is he going to get when, when Rabideaus are going to be, should be very in control in this game? So Davies is just ahead for me. But I still think guys like Linear and all that are going to be great options. But someone like me who needs some edge cover, Davey or Fuamayano, I think are going to be the type of players that I want to be looking at. But there you go, guys. That's that's those two. Let's jump back up top and go through the Eels and the Storm. There's not too much, not too much, yeah, not too many changes for the Eels side. They've they've lined up exactly the same, except for Hipgrave uh, moves out for Nakoro, uh, Nakore. Um, so yeah, nothing, you know, no minutes and stuff are going to change with that squad. With the Storm, we still have Remus Smith sitting in the centres. George Jennings retains his spot. And the rest of the team stays relatively the same. Eisenhuth, Chris Lewis on the bench again. Smoothie there. Uh, so Nico Hines doesn't come back in for this game. And I'd expect minutes to stay relatively similar to what they were last week. Moving along to our next one, the Warriors and the Knights. Adam Pompey comes in for you and Aitken, which he's someone that's you know fairly pricey in the high 300s. I wouldn't be touching him. Fuster 2, I'd, I'd suggest trying to get rid of him if you can for a, for a cash cow, one of those middle forwards or you know someone doing well there. People are thinking about David Mead and yeah, he had a bit of a standout game. Yes, he did well coming back, but is he going to do that each week? I don't think so. Somewhere in the mid to high 20s with his work rate. because I think he worked hard. Um, would be 
you know somewhere nat- somewhere more natural for him. But with a with a break even, a low, really low break even, just at like negative one, I believe he should make a bit of cash. But Fusa Two is not going to make any cash for your team. The rest of it stays very much the same. Surinan comes back in, all good. Someone asked me a question about Bunty Afoa, twenty five minutes for thirty three. Yeah, cool. Not that uh, not that ideal when when he's not basement price. I don't think he's not going to get big minutes, so shouldn't be making that much that much cash. Our our night side. So Bradman Bess looks like he a chance of playing. There's a few of these guys that are maybes for this week, so they're just named pretty much the same team. Kurt Mann is also a maybe. He might miss this week, but when you've got guys like Crossland on the bench uh, on the reserves, he could come in and. And start and number six, Connor Watson's named at thirteen. They could switch with Suaso Su again. Um, reason why Watson got moved to the bench is apparently his uh, his motor wasn't ready. He's not he hasn't he's not fully fit in terms of you know just your general running fitness. So they decided they were going to play him a few less minutes. But he's been named again. Uh, looks like yeah, they just named the same side with um. Instead of Shibasaki uh, named to star, they've just named Hunt this time. It's going to be the same team. So should be an interesting game, that one. The Warriors and the, and the Knights, it's going to be a hard one to tip. Bradley Sirenen I spoke about in the other video, and I think he, you know, is he going to get those good minutes again? Is Murdoch Masilla going to play 30? Armour is going to play 40? Um, if Sirenen gets over, you know, 55 to 60, I think he's a pretty good option. The Knights team, yeah, just more, you're going to have to wait for those that later mail and this is obviously the first game on Friday so by 6 p.m. on Thursday night so before round one we'll get some news on two of these guys dropping off if for those of you that don't know uh, 24 hours before kickoff in each of these games two of the reserves will drop off and they'll only carry 19 players so you might get a little bit of an idea on the types uh, the players they leave in those reserves as to what uh, what the makeup of the team might be and if any of these guys are injured and and you know look out for guys like NRL physio who are who will be giving that late mail on injuries and, and seeing how people are going there. But moving along to Titans and the Broncos. So Brian Kelly's out for about three weeks, which is annoying, and I'd probably suggest trading him with three weeks. So you've got a bunch of guys a little bit cheaper and making some cash, Momorowski, Opacek, these types of guys that are going to make a bit of cash, and you can save 100 k and, and use that to upgrade elsewhere. So it's probably what you're going to have to do, unfortunately, with Kelly. Fogarty's going to be an out-and-out gun. I'm declaring that now. Will average close to sixty this year is my call. Even if you know, for him to score sixty three, even when the team went shit, I think he's got some some great upside there. For Fida, who's in hospital for two days, to score sixty, he's going to be great. And the rest of the team stayed the same. Broncos, we've got very much the same side except for Lodge comes out. Flegler goes into ten. Pangai starting again. Surely he gets a few more minutes this time. Asiata is named again, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, Reese Kennedy comes in, so nothing much changes there. And they've got Corey Pakes in their reserves. There's a bit of chat this morning that Pakes might get a spot on that on the on the bench, but Turpin played pretty well, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking about that one. But yeah, that's all with the Broncos. Dogs Panthers. Corey Allen was pretty terrible. The rest of the team Stays the same. Fatala Marita comes into the starting spot from Corey Bodell, who moves to the bench. That's all that really changes with Jeremy Marshall King coming off for Brad Dietz. Unfortunately for those that had him, he's completely out of the, the 21. And on the Panthers' side, team stays the exact same. So nothing much to say there. A few decent options in that Panthers' side. Try and get clear in the team and captain him. Especially against the, uh, the dogs. Might go nuts. Anyway... 
Eagles Rabbitohs, we spoke about them a little bit. Nothing changes with their back line. You just got Cade Cuss coming on there, and I expect him to take around 30 minutes off Lockie Croker. Uh, and on the Rabbitohs side, you lose, obviously, Jacob Host. You lose Josh Mansour as well. Jackson Paulo comes in. So pretty tough fall from grace for Mansour. Absolute gun for the Panthers last year. They decided to get rid of him for to keep Charlie Staines, and then he moves over to Panthers. Doesn't play that good of a game round one and then gets dropped. So upsetting for him. Tom Burgess gets named in number eight. There's a chance that he, if he doesn't play, the arrow will start, uh, would be the call. And then you've got uh, Liam Knight on on the reserve. Jacob Hosting at 21 there that could come onto the bench for an arrow, which might happen, it sounds, at this stage. But looking at their bench makeup, you'd expect Marshall to come on and play that 45 to 50 minute role again. And then you've got a bunch of middle forwards. So... Be interesting to see how many minutes Colin Matungi gets. I'd maybe expect a, a Mago to, to spell him a little bit, but yeah, with with Marshall coming on, depends where he could just he could defend out on on an edge or or through the like, so he doesn't have to do as much tackling work and and can do a little bit more in attack. Um, that could be an option for him. But yeah, expect somewhere close to what Jacob Hurst played in around the sixty five minutes. So yeah, those minutes are probably a little bit more clear. Uh, Bennett likes to use his his second rowers for for pretty high minutes, and and we're not sure exactly how they're going to use Davy on Manly's side. So there's a couple of red flags there, uh, but yeah, not too much to say. It's hard to make a call on those type of guys when you're only seeing one game and you haven't seen them start at all in a in a in a round game this year. But there you go, Cowboys and Dragons. Not too much changes with with the Cowboys. Dunn gets his chance again. Lolo, how many minutes is he going to play this time? The bench stays exactly the same, so hopefully they can play a little bit better. This will be a pretty average game of footy, I'd imagine. Surely my Cowboys can get up, but <laughs> Tyrell Fumayano keeps his spot. Kerr still stays on the on the edge. The rest stays fairly similar. Interchange is exactly the same. So Tyrell, decent option around that 360k mark. Hopefully he gets around you know, 50 to 60 minutes in the middle it's time and, and doesn't have to cover but remember if there's any injuries he's he's gonna be the one that moves moves out obviously you've got willie army in there who can come and you know play in the back line but anywhere else in the field you expect tyrell to to move to that but still a decent option same with alvaro hopefully farmer gets a few minutes for those people a few extra minutes for those people that have him and our second last game is gonna be tigers and roosters and and with the tigers team laurie keeps his spot so moses and by moves to the interchange and he should spell little for 20 to 25 minutes is my guess. Like, he played a decent game, little, and yeah, even though the team wasn't very good, but 50 to 55, 60 minutes should still be enough for him to score pretty well, and you'd probably still want to play him, especially with Crichton now. We don't really have the uh, the depth to be able to not play him, so still got some plenty of money-making potential, and an interesting one here is their bench. If that's going to be their makeup, they got Mbai and and Tommy Tommy Talao there, so it should be a few extra minutes for someone like Utokamanu. Twal should get some bigger minutes. Even off offhand Gowie might get a few extra. So be interesting to see where, where Tommy comes on and plays this game. But yeah, some interesting uh numbers for the for the forwards there. With little set to lose a couple of minutes, which he didn't get to last week. The Roosters, so awesome backline. Lockie Lamb, we're hoping for a bigger game for him this week. Hopefully they go left a little bit more. Nat Butcher is going to play on that left edge this time. Freddie Lustig gets the nine jersey with with Jake Friend out, and and he's going to be a very short term short term option. So I wouldn't think about bringing him in. 
Drew Hutchison gets the 14 role. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Lamb moves to nine when Freddie Lustig gets a rest and, and Hutchison comes on number six. That'll be interesting. And, and it's not a terrible thing for Lamb. He should be able to get some, some extra tackling work there and maybe some yeah some work out of dummy half. Um, yeah, so some running meters there. Fletcher Baker comes in and, and make, gets his start. So a couple of changes there, but nothing too interesting. T- Tupanua, a few people have been talking about Look, has to, has to score tries for him to score really well is my call. But moving on to the last game and the Sharks and the Raiders. Uh, Hiroto comes in to, to the centres because Jesse Ramian's uh, out for a bunch of weeks there. That is annoying for him. Blake Braley, Blake Braley didn't score as well, but I expect him a much better game from him. Toby Rudolph was pretty, was pretty slow out of the blocks in his first game, uh, but not too much to talk about there. And on the Raiders' side, Croker's not back again, so Chris keeps his spot. George Williams is the dominant half. Papali won't be that bad again. So if you have him, I wouldn't think about getting rid of him at this stage. He'll get back to his mid fifties scoring and and uh, got got binned in the last minute of the game too, which doesn't help. So uh, Dunamis Ludium play big minutes, which allowed some of the guys on the bench to you know like Ryan James to play bigger minutes. Tarpany was great. Young was great. I wouldn't expect seventies again, but I expect some decent scores in the fifties. That's about all, guys. Plenty talking in that one, but. That's where we're at for the team list. And if you've got any more questions, I'm doing a Q&A tomorrow. Please join the Discord group and drop your questions in there. I've got a questions for Jamie Tab in, in the Discord group. Um, I hope that helps, guys. And look out for a few more videos over the next few days. I'll be pumping out, and uh, I hope you're enjoying them. Please hit like. It's the best way to, to support the channel and subscribe if you haven't yet. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.